two years ago at the midpoint of Lent, we awoke to find ourselves in a foreign landscape. The arrival of COVID-19 left us scrambling for face masks, keeping social distance, and learning to navigate Zoom. Change is difficult for all of us. So often we opt to continue the old pattern rather than risking the danger of difference. We're often surprised by change that seems to arrive out of nowhere. We find ourselves crossing some new threshold we had never anticipated. We might be just a little hesitant then to heed the church's call to begin again. Within the grip of winter, it's almost impossible to imagine the spring. The gray landscape is shorn of color. Winter is the oldest season. It has some quality of the absolute. The late mystic poet John O'Donohue sees with different eyes. He writes, Yet beneath the surface of winter, the miracle of spring is already in preparation. The cold is relenting. Seeds are wakening up. Colors are beginning to imagine how they will return. And then, imperceptibly, somewhere, one bud opens and the symphony of renewal is no longer reversible. From the black heart of winter, a miraculous, breathing plentitude of color emerges. We are reminded today of the threshold our first parents crossed when first Eve and then Adam ate of the forbidden fruit. God searches for them in the garden and says, You are dust, and to dust you shall return. We tend to hear this statement as a curse, as one more denunciation of sin, as though Ash Wednesday were a celebration of our sin and unworthiness. The truth we speak today about our mortality is only offensive if it's heard as an insult and not as a promise. It's only offensive when it's heard as being the last word, and it's not. It's not the last word. When we are signed with ashes, we hear this injunction, Remember, you are dust, and to dust you shall return. The Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann writes, The word remember does not come from the book of Genesis. It comes from Psalm 103. For God knows how we were made. God remembers that we are dust. This remembering on God's part stirs up in God an act of gracious fidelity. The reality of our dust awakens in God not rejection or judgment, but faithfulness. Just before this verse, the psalmist declares, As far as the east is from the west, so far God removes our transgressions from us. What counts is not our sin, but God's gracious act of removal. When God remembers our dusty creatureliness, God responds with fidelity and compassion. 
As a father has compassion for his children, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. God's loyal covenant love is the counterpoint to our dust. Psalm 103 surrounds our dust with all of God's massive, faithful power. The prophet Joel calls us to return to God with our whole heart, rend your hearts, not your garments. There is no way to be human without having one's heart broken. To cross this threshold into Lent risks breaking open our hearts so that the merciful love of God can enter with love and healing. As we hear in Psalm 51, a broken, humbled heart, O God, you will not spurn. Parker Palmer points out that the broken open heart is virtually indistinguishable from the image of the cross. It is on the cross that God's heart is broken for the sake of humankind, broken open into a love that we as Christ's followers are called to emulate. The cross beams stretch out four ways, pulling against each other left and right, up and down. But those arms converge in a center, a heart, that can be pulled open by that stretching, by the tensions of life. A heart that can be opened so fully, it can hold everything from despair to ecstasy. And that, of course, is how Jesus held his excruciating experience as an opening into the heart of God. There's an alternate phrase in the Missal for the imposition of ashes today. Repent and believe in the gospel. Repent means to turn around, to stop seeing things in our old, tired ways, but to see with new eyes. And believe what? Believe what God sees in you. We see the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. And the Father who sees in secret will reward you. The same words the Father spoke to Jesus over the waters of the Jordan River were spoken to us on the day of our baptism. You are my beloved. With you, I am well pleased. God, who formed us and shaped us, remembers that we are dust. Believe what God sees in you. When I formed you, I made you exactly right. I take delight in you. Remember and believe.